0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It is a game day and a new month of hockey edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. And welcome to the March 1st edition, Sunday March 1st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, Flyers and Rangers, the back end of a home and home happening today at noon. Before we get to that, let me tell you that fan appreciation night for the Flyers is upon us. Now make plans for this year's fan appreciation night. It's presented by Toyota. All fans in attendance at the March 5th game against the Carolina Hurricanes, that's Thursday, We'll enjoy an upper deck trading card giveaway, $1 hot dogs and more. Select seats are now available at philadelphiaflyers.com. It's going to be a lot of fun on Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun today when the Flyers take on the Rangers. Looking for the home and home sweep against the New York Rangers. And it's been an interesting couple of days and a really interesting week around the Flyers and the NHL. Um, You know, looking at the situation, and we've talked about this several times on Flyers Daily. First and foremost, that... Some of these teams, and I mentioned a few that I didn't believe had the ability to sustain what they were doing to maintain their playoff position. And the couple that I pointed to, the three I pointed to, were Carolina, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and New York Islanders, in no particular order there. Matter of fact, the the, the team that I felt had the most likely Chance of falling out was the Columbus Blue Jackets because I didn't believe that they could maintain that level of play for a sustained period of time. And then I actually got lucky in that prediction because a couple of guys got hurt as well, including Cam Atkinson. And obviously the big one was Seth Jones. And I, I just don't know how one of those three teams is probably going to make the playoffs. At this point, I'm not sure one, which one, probably the Islanders, but they're not very good right now either. So uh, of those three teams, Uh, I could see maybe the Islanders sustaining a position. We'll see how this plays out, too, with Florida being able to get into the mix or if the Rangers are for real and still in this thing. And we'll get to the scoreboard coming up in just a couple of minutes and a couple of those teams in action. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their Saturday, by the way, because the Flyers enjoyed their Saturday being in second place in the Metropolitan Division. And pending what happens late night on Saturday – or, yes, Saturday night between the Penguins and the Sharks – that will determine whether the Flyers enter the game today. And you'll know it when you're hearing this right now. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know it at, at taping time, um, whether the Flyers are still in second place. But they're one point up uh, going into the 10:30 game against the San Jose Sharks. And the Flyers uh, certainly in a great position right now and playing tremendous hockey. And the funny thing that you mentioned those other three teams is, you know, all of the teams in the Metro, as the Flyers were fighting to either be on the outside looking in or fighting to be a wild card team with somebody nipping at their heels was they were all winning at the same time. Now the Flyers have continued to win, while most of the other teams in the Metropolitan Division have not continued to win, and that includes the Pittsburgh Penguins. So when you look at the updated standings, you see that Pittsburgh has now lost five straight games. And the thing that's concerning with for Pittsburgh fans is that they've lost their last two in California. They lost to the L.A. Kings, and they lost to the Anaheim Ducks. They scored one goal against the Kings, a 2-1 loss. They, let, they scored two goals against Anaheim, a 3-2 loss. Uh, you know, going through California is not what it was a couple years ago. That was a gauntlet before in your schedule where you had to face three big heavy teams that were all good, likely pretty much cup contenders with San Jose, Anaheim and and uh, that LA Kings team. That's not the case anymore. All three of those teams stink. but Pittsburgh's struggling on that trip. Uh, the New York Islanders, uh, they've lost three straight, Columbus has lost three straight, Carolina has lost three straight um even Washington lost their last one had a couple hiccups before getting a couple of wins and regaining the top spot in the division uh but the why we'll see the Capitals by the way on Wednesday down in DC but the Flyers right now three points back of the Caps for the top spot in the division each team has played 64 games uh Flyers are 8-2 and two in their last 10 and have won five straight Pittsburgh uh through 63 games Uh, with 80 points in the third spot. And then, as I mentioned, the Islanders with 78 points. Columbus with 76. Carolina on the outside looking in with 75. They picked up a point last night. Uh, The Rangers with 74. And Florida with 73. But when you look at the scoreboard from the Saturday night card, Carolina battles all the way back against the Montreal Canadiens to get it to overtime. Two third-period goals, but ends up losing in overtime. Uh, In that game, Jeff Petrie picked up a, a breakaway goal to win it. And Carolina picks up the loser point, but that is it. Uh, the Maple Leafs pick up two points as they double up the uh, Canucks four to two. Also, the uh, Blackhawks beat the Panthers three to two down in Florida. Wait, Florida's just a mess. I, I just I can't see them making the playoffs. They're still in the mix, I suppose, but I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, the Lightning end up beating the Calgary Flames down in Florida four to three. The score there, but the big news. Coming out of Tampa is that Steven Stamkos is going to have core muscle surgery out six to eight weeks. If he is to return, it's likely at the very end of the first round of the playoffs or into the second round, pending uh, how the recovery is from that core muscle surgery. He's been dealing with it for a little while, coming, trying to play through it. One of those things that's really hard to play through and ends up uh, opting for surgery Perhaps they should have made that decision a little earlier because it has been about three or four weeks that he's been playing with it. Uh, the Islanders earlier on Saturday as well uh, lost to the Boston Bruins 4 to nothing in Brooklyn. The Islanders shut out again. You know They, they make the, the trade for J.G. Pajot to, uh, to add scoring to that team, and they still can't score. That, that's why I, I talked about that deal when it happened. I said, yeah, he's a guy who can score goals. I think he's got 26 on the season. He's got two already, I think, uh, for the Islanders but he's not a guy you can guarantee or depend on for scoring when you need it when your team is getting shut down. He's a nice player, but he's not that kind of player. So they needed to do more. Zach Parisi wasn't the right move for them either, but we'll see. Uh, and the Penguins and Sharks will be the, the late-night game. But nonetheless, this is your Sunday show, and the Flyers and Rangers are going to battle it out at noon. Uh, Flyers looking for another very important two points in the standings, and Chris Kreider obviously out of the game. He's lost for the season, broke his foot on that slap shot he took in the game on Friday evening at the Wells Fargo Center when the Flyers won 5-2, to two. but I decided to make this episode a Q&A episode, so I put out the, uh, the call on Twitter for questions, so let's get to some questions for Flyers Daily on this Sunday edition. Tim uh, Tobin. Off uh, frequent tweeter to the program it says AV really starting to play Hart more and more down the stretch with 18 games left how many does Elliot play just to say somewhat sharp in case he gets called upon in the playoffs uh, I really got to dig into the schedule on that Tim I got to look at the back to backs the three games in four nights how many of those games in clumps when they play three in four nights or four in six nights or four in a week uh, how many of those were on the road I got to see how they play out but uh, I mean I'm at look Carter Hart's going to get the start Today. Uh, I'm not sure who's starting for the Rangers just yet. I was efforting that information last night. Uh, I don't know if Henrik Lundqvist is going to get the start or they're going to go back to Georgieva again. But that being said, Hart is going to play on the road against the Rangers. And there's a back to back this week with uh, the Washington Capitals on Wednesday and then the Carolina Hurricanes on Thursday. I imagine that. Uh, Brian Elliott will get the Capitals in DC on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it'll be Carter Hart back home. So that's just I can kind of give you the next week. Sorry, I can't go uh, further than that. Uh, Robert tweets in and he says, Flyers get home ice in round one. They win game one but lose game two with Hart one and one. Series headed to the road and game three. Who starts in game three in that? All right. I got I gotta have a little rant here real quick. Sorry. Um and then it, well, let me finish what Robert said. He said, "I know most teams pick a guy and go with him in the playoffs, but I don't see the downside of going with two guys in this day and age." Robert, you're, I totally disagree. When you get into the playoffs, the only time you go to another guy is if Plan A fails. Look at the cup run that the Washington Capitals went on they decided to start that playoffs and it wasn't Braden holpe but when they realized they weren't getting the level goaltending they needed they went to Braden holpe and he was the guy the rest of the way you can't sit there and go back and forth in the playoffs it's just it's find me the find me a team that went back and forth and it worked and they won a cup because i i defy you to find it i don't think that guy zix exists um but here's the deal people real quick um Because I got, uh, I can even ask, I can even find this DM that I got. I got a DM from um, uh, a girl on Twitter. I think her name was Kayla. Yeah, here it is, Uh, Michaela. Sorry, Michaela, but she says I love Flyers daily. So glad there is a way to keep up with the Flyers every day. But she said, here is a question. I don't know if you want to bring it up, or do you think there is a chance the Flyers finish first in the Metro? Okay, okay, that's a viable thing I could bring up, right? they're only 4 points back. She goes, "I just couldn't see this team having much success this season, but they have definitely proved me wrong, which is great. I'd rather have that than to be let down again, but now I believe they can make it to the cup finals." Thoughts. Now here's where I got to I got to like caution people. Things are going great right now. And there's this need for sports fans and there's this need just for people in the year 2020 to want the cliff note version of everything, right? Where you want to just kind of know the result. You don't want to wait for it in real time. You just want to make these assumptions. But what I'm telling you is if, if you're going to go to that and let your mind go, I, I think they're a cup final team now. Don't don't even go there. Why are you setting yourself up to be disappointed? I'm not saying they can't go there. But part of the fun is them overcoming odds that you didn't think they would overcome in real time. Part of the fun is living through the ups and downs of a regular season And a playoff run. Look, I have no clue if they can get to a cup final. I have no idea what some of these guys are going to do in the playoffs. I have no idea what team they're going to be when they enter the playoffs. That is still over a month away. And I see so much of this on Twitter and so much of this, I hear it on the airwaves. Oh, they're a cup final team. You're a cup final team when you get to a cup final. That's when you're a cup final team. Are they a team that can go on a run? Absolutely, freaking No doubt about it. But this incessant need to label a team something when you still have a month and change left in the regular season, and I just don't get it. I don't understand it. We all want to fast-forward to the final chapter of the mystery novel without the enjoyment of trying to figure out who the guy was that, that, that committed the crime in the first place in real time. So let's just all, like, slow down. Enjoy the ride. This is crazy that we're labeling this team cup final team and all that. Like, they're good. And they might be really good. I don't know. But this need to put this label on them right now, to me, is, I I don't know. Michaela, it's not your fault. I'm I'm not ripping on you. You just happened to answer that question a a day or so ago. So you just kind of gave me a platform to jump off on it. All right, let's go to... uh, Philly Sports Bro, he goes. Do you see a situation other than injury where they insert ghost back into the lineup? Now isn't the time to see if he has gained his confidence back. This is a great question. I mean, you are right. I mean, when the team's got a five-game win streak, they're playing great, playing good defensively. You are not going to make a change. Um, I think the only time they make a change to try and get him back in there is if somebody really struggles. If that's Robert Hag-, Hag like really struggles, or if somebody gets hurt, I think that's the the end for him to get back in to the lineup uh, this year's Brian says, what were TK and Lots chirping at Lemieux? I guess you saw the picture of them uh, on the bench chirping at Lemieux when um, uh, Kevin Hayes was over by the bench as well. Uh, I asked Scott Lawton, I didn't get a straight answer. So I don't know, but I imagine it was pretty good. If TK was involved, it was really good. And I, uh, Scott Lawton is, is a good chirper as well. Uh, Brett Smith tweets in. He says, should AV be in the Jack Adams conversation? And if so, what? Uh, why do you think he isn't? Well, the, look, the, it hasn't come out yet. When they did the mid-season awards, the Professional Hockey Writers Association, he wasn't there, and he was, and probably didn't deserve to be at that point. They hadn't accomplished enough. Uh, but with what they have accomplished, um, I think that if the voting or the season or the vote, you know, the judgment period ended today, he's in the top four, absolutely, and um, he keeps climbing that the way with with the job that he's done this year. Uh, Scott Keogh tweets it and says, what are your biggest concerns for this team going into the playoffs? Um, I've answered this a bunch, and it I, I did a podcast the other day. And they asked me the same question, and my answer is really simple. It's the starts to games. You just can't get behind come playoff time. So, um, to me, the way they start the games, more so on the road, but you even saw it at home the other night or against the Rangers when they give up a goal to, you know, 249 into the game. Uh, they just got to start games better and dictate in the beginning of a game, be ready to go. And tear the you know tear the door off the locker room when you go out there to take the ice for the for the opening face off. Thirty Dan goes with Joel Farabee being recalled. How do you think the lines shape up uh, for tomorrow's get for the Ranger game? I don't know that he's in the lineup. I really don't. He's basically a thirteenth forward. I know that Derek Grant didn't practice on Saturday, so maybe he's got something nagging. And Farabee was called up as. Uh, the 13th forward, and if Grant can't go, he goes in, or maybe Grant is not going to play. We just don't know that at this time. So I don't have enough, answer, uh, enough info for you on that one. Um, Joshua Hudson tweets in, what a great question this is, by the way. Uh, Joshua says, what is the biggest reason for Voracek's better play, especially on defense, or I guess more like defensively? Um, Voracek's been unbelievable this year. And, and, and the thing that he points out, and it's where I totally agree, Joshua, is that his defensive responsibility is so much better than it's been in past seasons. Yeah, He still turns the puck over sometimes, but that's an offensive player trying to make plays. And when you're an offensive player trying to make plays, it comes at a cost. Sometimes you are going to turn the puck over, and fans just got to get over it because that's how guys like Voracek generate offense by sometimes taking a chance, sometimes trying to be creative, and sometimes it doesn't work. You're playing against other guys who are the best players in the world. Um, What is it, though? What is the reason why? I think a big part of it is um, just, the. i got to say, coaching. It's accountability that Jake knows that he can't make those mistakes incessantly and still get thrown out there under the ice nonstop. You know, he's a guy that uh, needs a little bit of accountability into his game and Boy, Elaine Vigneault brought that from Jump Street with this team, and it wasn't just for Jake Voracek. It was also for James Van Riemsdyk, who's been way better defensively. It's been for every guy that puts on a jersey, and it doesn't matter what you make. Um, Steve O'Keefe tweets in. He says, what has A.V. done that seems to have players listening and wanting to play for him? Um, He hasn't done anything. He's just been himself. (laughs) The the thing with Elaine Vigneault is, is he's got a resume that speaks for itself, And I think the thing that people don't realize is that he's a really good tactical coach um, that plays a system and implements a system with accountability that works very well with today's game and today's talent with NHL players. Uh, Colin Ward says there are a lot of great players out in the NHL, McDavid, Kucherov, Ovechkin, but what better team right now than the 2019-20 Flyers? It seems personally and professionally, they're running on all six cylinders do you agree what metric do you measure great teamwork well i don't measure teamwork doesn't get measured in an analytic formula that's why um you can't measure heart in, in analytics you can't measure character and those kind of things but yeah right now they're playing great right now they absolutely are um they're getting every phase of their game they're playing well um you still got a month and change left until the playoffs. They got to keep playing that way. And they got to play disciplined. And they got to keep doing exactly what they're doing now. And if they can do that and stay healthy, then they're going to be a team that's very difficult to deal with in the playoffs. Uh, last question Ryan Eaton says Between the locker room chemistry, the sense of togetherness between the players and coaches, and just how good the team has been playing of late, does this Flyers team remind you of the Eagles Super Bowl team? And do you think they have that kind of magic to them? I have no idea. The Eagles Super Bowl team, it doesn't remind me of the Eagles Super Bowl team at all. And here's why because the rallying cry for that eagle super bowl team was what was the dog mass because of all the injuries flyers don't have the injuries they can't sit there and generate this underdog mentality with the dog mass it doesn't work it, it's not applicable so no it doesn't remind me of that um as far as magic i have no idea again <laughs> I, i'm i'm going to enjoy the ride it's been a, a long eight years since they won a playoff series so i'm not going to put them in the cup final right now look in 2010 I had no idea they were going to the cup final. When they got into the season or into the playoffs on the in the shootout on the final game of the season, I had no idea. I that, that playoff run could have ended in New Jersey in five. Instead, they won in Jersey in five. It could have ended in Boston in a sweep. Instead, they came back from down 0-3 and won the series in seven games. Then they had home ice against the Montreal Canadiens in the conference final. They won that in five. Then they went on to Chicago. Look, I was along for that entire ride. I worked the entire playoffs. Traveling the whole thing in Chicago on on uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I don't know. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. It's been a long time. Everybody just go, smell it and just enjoy it. See where it goes. Don't get so caught up in are they a cup team. Let's just enjoy the fact that this is different. The team is back. They're going to be good not only for just this year, but they're going to be good for a long time. That's how they were built with this young core, and they got more players coming. So just sit back, take it easy, enjoy the ride, and the closing song of this episode will reflect my mood in some way, shape, or form. Everybody, game day. Flyers, Rangers at noon. I'll be on the broadcast. Enjoy your hockey.